Don't go, go. AFK on us. Follow, follow us online at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint AFK. Hey, welcome to Checkpoint AFK on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. This is Checkpoint XP's lifestyle show from cosplay to consoles. We cover everything you care about when you're away from your keyboard. My name's Nate Bender. So glad to have you with us today. Again, we are practicing social distancing and safe podcasting. And uh, everyone today joining me over Discord. So uh, joining me is Callie Sloan. Norris Howard, Robbie Landis, and Chad Callahan. Thank you guys for joining me and, of course, for continuing to stay safe and healthy. Nate, I am all about practice safe podcasting. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, other shows may be cavalier and say, hey, we can get our hosts into the same studio, but not us. We are deciding to be safe and uh, podcast from home, and uh, we encourage everyone else else out there to uh, to do the same as well. Um, so, uh, welcome into Checkpoint AFK today on Checkpoint AFK. We're going to talk about how your saving off boredom in your uh, quarantine hut, as well as uh, Las Vegas has officially allowed esports betting. Uh, they better because there's literally no there's other. Yeah, there's no other sports. Go there. That's actually a remarkably good point. Like, who's going to Vegas right now to bet on anything? But anyway, yeah. we're, that's what we're going to talk about here today on Checkpoint AFK. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to remind you guys that we are uh, having a really cool bracket contest over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. We're trying to figure out the best game of all time. Uh, head on over to CheckpointXP.com and find our video game bracket challenge to vote. We're in the finals stage of our bracket and our finalists are Mario Kart 64 up against Super Smash Brothers Melee. Vote now through March 30th. There's only a couple of days left and you will be registered to win a respawn gaming chair, not just for you, but for a friend as well. The deadline to vote is coming up Again, it's March 30th. We're, we're recording this on uh, the 27th, so you've only got a couple of days. Head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com, and vote for who you think should win Mario Kart 64 or Super Smash Bros. Melee. What do you guys think? I don't know, but I all gotta say, like, don't come for us. This was all you people. All right, y'all voted. We didn't do this. We didn't. We, we didn't. Like, we didn't do any of this. I know. Me- Melee it's just trash. refuses to die, guys. That's it won. It, it won in tw- our twenty nineteen thing too, didn't it? Or it's I can't a, remember. It, it, it's a trash. It's a trash final two. I'm sorry. Wow. 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 Sorry. Savage. You all have. You all have bad opinions. I'm putting that. <laughs> I would have thought I would have thought at least one game like one of the two games in the finals would have been from like my top tier list of all time video games, but these two are not in that. No, I thought like, Skyrim was taking it personally. Really? Yeah, I thought so too. I, I thought Skyrim, Skyrim would do it. Yeah, I mean it's got the, yeah. the the widespread popularity enough to go all the way, but no, no. Instead, we get Mario Kart sixty four and Melee. You know what this is? You know the opposite of the Palpatine I love democracy meme. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. And what happened is 
we know that we're located here in southeast michigan we got a lot of homies around here and we know how smash is with southeast michigan so mm-hmm. that explains smash. mario kart i have no idea i, I no think idea. that's nostalgia at its finest because i will say some of my fondest memories as a kid was playing mario kart 64 it, it's, so it's, my it's not fondest just memories is fighting people over mario kart. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, don't, I don't think it's just nostalgia. the nostalgia i also think it's the fact that both of these games i would say are you know pretty accessible these are like you know the, the the games that everyone's played at least once so you know even those who aren't gamers that are voting oh yeah mario 64 play that all the time with my siblings blah 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 type deal the casual gamers man they're getting us i think another part of it is that uh this contest uh got uh, put over on all of the classic rock uh stations oh uh, that 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 could be a, uh, the a lot of mario kart the fans in there yep Filthy casuals. I will say, I will say Philadelphia is, is a is a major hit, so probably all of Philly uh, must be full of casual gamers. Chad, what disgusting drink were you just brought? Uh, Kiefer brought me hi, Kiefer. something I Kiefer. wanted to. Uh, uh, everyone says hi, Kiefer. <laughs> he says hi. Uh, but I've been brought a... Uh, I wanted to try this. Nate, you'll appreciate this. It's oh, a God. Monster, monster Mule. I'm what? <laughs> it's a Is it? Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Mule, mule flavored monster is not okay. Donkey flavored, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I, 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 this is literally my first time trying it, so I asked you for to bring it to me. You can't be bougie and drink monsters. It's, it's like, a ginger. Ginger brew monster. Ugh. Ooh, it smells like a, a legit, legitimately. <laughs> As he like... starts to barf. Oh, <laughs> no, I like you. So like good. It's <laughs> terrible. Okay, you want to know? It tastes like it tastes like a, a ginger beer, but like super uh, toned down, pretty much. Just like a toned down ginger beer. It's not as spicy. So why not just drink ginger beer? Yeah, because uh, it doesn't have all the taurine and all the bullshit stuff that they put in here. All right. I, when okay. you first said a, when you first said like a, 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 when you first said a monster mule, I literally thought it was gonna be a monster spite with an eight ball of cocaine. <laughs> I see. I see what you did. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, I have to say, because we're not going into this like into the station, I'm I, like I'm two weeks without a monster. Oh, wow. Well, I know. I'll bring you one. I'll bring you a Nate one. Oh, God, first, don't do that. We're back. Don't no, do that. You know what it is, Nate? You know what it is, Nate? Because when you get tired, you can just lay down. That's true. How do you get your uh, How do you get your tea fixed, though? What? How do you get them what? Arnold Palmies? He just drinks tea. I drink, drink Arnold Palmer. I just don't okay. buy Monster. The Every single time. Open. No, 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 no. Every single time that I came over there when we were recording, could you pick me up two teas? Could you pick me up two teas? Could you right. Teas? That's not monster. So, well, you're, you're self-isolating. So do you either have enough or are you actually going out to get your tea? Oh, I'm definitely going. I'm venturing out <laughs> oh, to get tea. Get tea. Yeah. I thought you got, you're stocked up because I remember yeah, going yeah. to. See, that, that's what I was wondering, too. Did you just have enough stocked up somewhere? No, no, no. I remember no. when we were in San Diego, we had to go 7-Eleven oh, yeah. to 7-Eleven yeah. with me, Norris, and Nate trying to find that Arizona <laughs> it's yeah, a nece- small ones. It's a necessity. It's a necessity. I want to see you with a keg in your living room of, of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. Tell you this. Guy, we already know that Nate's default sort of, you know, emotion is like irritation, right? At the very <laughs> least, mild irritation, if not anger. 
Sure, sure. And we went into the CVS to get this uh, Arizona tea. And the fact that they didn't have gallons, dude got so close to just going off. He was so disappointed. <laughs> he and was disappointed. And that disappointment turned into anger. And then he was just like, I'm going back. I'm getting the cans and I'm going back up to my room. And I'm just like, dang, bro. He was so upset they had him gallons, man. This is the healthiest Nate's kidneys and liver have been in a decade. <laughs> I wouldn't say that at all. It's, I wouldn't it's much say like that how uh, Italy's rivers have cleared up. It's like Nate's liver is cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, May Small in the chat is bringing up uh, the the rain jalapeno strawberry flavor and no. liked it and liked no, it. No, not okay. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it like you guys no, did. I didn't think that it was shit great. was gross. That was disgusting. Gross. That shit tasted like spicy toenails. <laughs> I don't know to why be honest, that made my feet curl. I don't know why that was strangely accurate, even though I've never tasted <laughs> spicy toenails. I can just imagine. That's about it. I mean, know what it is. Because it, it tastes a little bit like feet. Yeah. And spicy feet. Okay. Yeah, yeah spicy yeah, I can feet see with, a, with a side of fungus. <laughs> How do you know what feet taste like? Get the toes out of your mouth. Robbie, not everybody is just doing the whole vanilla thing like you, man. Expand your horizon. <laughs> I mean, this is the same guy that just thought that there were 1 800 numbers to find bears and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot it was Gimp. <laughs> it was Big Daddy's thing. Big Daddy! That's, that's, that's essentially he's our bears. <laughs> <laughs> Learn your lingo, Robbie. This got this got real weird real quick. Yeah, yeah, Ke- yeah. Kelly and I have not trained you well enough, clearly. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Anyway. We cannot talk about Robbie's training on air. That's anyway. So, anyway. Uh, Do we have a review or anything? We, we will get to the review in just a second, but I also wanted to share information about the Shutdown Showdown. Yes. All right. So basically, if any of you are interested or avid Apex Legends players, uh, there is something called the Shutdown Showdown, which is, I believe it's, I I don't want to bite myself in the foot, but I think it's like uh, five. Yep. The five week tournament. It's so a the five, five week, week tournament. Tur- yep, three yeah, uh, three players to a team. Cost thirty bucks to enter for the team, so ten dollars a head, and all proceeds are going to 40%, charity. Forty percent of the proceeds. 40%. Okay. It's changed since I talked to him. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, forty percent of the proceeds are going to the charity No Kid Hungry, while sixty percent is obviously for operations and making it run oh, and stuff yeah. like that. So well, I, I, I got I want to make sure that y'all know that that's happened. They wanted to be very clear and transparent. Mm-hmm. Right, but usually when you say proceeds, they that they assume the profit about that, like the profit, the shit yeah. you make. Okay, that's fair. that's fine then. Well, the money that they make is going to the charity No yeah. Kid Hungry, which helps kids in America uh, who are struggling with hunger, and especially right now when kids are home from school, can't get their meals at school. Uh, that's a big issue right yeah. now. So it's an awesome cause and definitely something you should support. I know I want to play, uh, even though I'm terrible at Apex Legends, but I'm happy to donate my $10 to the cause to get my butt kicked. Uh, it's five, week, uh, five weeks of uh, competition starting on Tuesday, and that's what, the 31st, I believe? Yes. Yeah, Tuesday the 31st. So make sure you check that out. Um, and remember, the whole thing is like to stay home and compete. Like yep. that's the whole message. Mm-hmm. Stay home and compete. Stay at the you crib. Win, yeah. You could win awesome prizes. $30 per team. 
to so that means like ten dollars per person. So just get your friends, you know, get them to Venmo you some cash and like just just sign up right now. It is ugcevents.gg slash shutdown showdown. There you go. Make sure you check it out. Register. (laughs) Register and uh, yeah, come play some some, uh, Apex Legends. Um, This, it it really is a a great event and uh, a really great cause. Uh, You can find out more information over at our website, checkpointxp.com. All right. Now it's finally time. For Apple Podcast reviews, yes. of which there are none. Sorry. Oh <laughs> crap! Y'all are sitting at home doing nothing else. Review the damn show. I lied. There are two. Oh, uh, <laughs> There are two. So uh, you guys are going to have to pick one, either from uh, Odoric, Odoric, yeah, Odoric. Yep. Long time, long time listener. Long time listener, or from Kid Squidly. All right, well, Kid Squidly says, thanks for keeping me sane. That's the title of his review. It is a five-star review. Because what else would it be? Kid Squidly goes on to say, I just want to personally thank you guys for keeping my job fun. I listen to you guys while at work just to make the day better. I discovered you guys on 101 ESPN St. Louis. That's what nice. I love out. hearing that. Uh, and I've actually went back on both AFK and The Daily Show, and I've listened to just about two years worth of your material. Wow. You guys are the best. Appreciate it, dude. You guys are the best, and keep doing what you do. Uh, Don't mean to pick favorites, but Norris, you my dog. Oh, <laughs> great. You already know how it is, baby. Kid Squidly. go grew three times that day. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one. Kid Squidly, thank you so much for the review and for overinflating Norris's ego. We always appreciate it. Let, let us know what you think of the show, good or bad. Leave us an Apple Podcast review. We'll read it here on the show. And, you know, just one other thing that I want to mention. You know, we are coming out with new shows and new products, and uh, we want to invite you guys to, to sample all of them. Um, if you happen to be a regular listener to Checkpoint AFK, I happen to think that there's probably going to you're going to find some value in a show like all of esports. You're going to find some value in a show like, uh, you know, The Other Identity or The Owl's Nest. Even if you're not terribly up on Overwatch League or maybe you don't even play Overwatch, I definitely think that there's something for you in a show like Owl's Nest. So I want to invite all of you guys to uh, subscribe to all of our various podcasts. They are available on all platforms, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe and let us know what you think by leaving us a little review here on uh, Checkpoint AFK. So, and if you're in college, watch on campus. If you're not in college, watch on campus. That's right. I, honestly, there's something for everyone in every show. Uh, we are putting a lot of work into everything that we're producing, and uh, hopefully, you guys are liking it. But we don't know unless you tell us. So make sure you uh, get give us feedback uh whether it's through an apple podcast review or whether you just want to email the show you can find out all the all of the different ways to contact us over at a website checkpointxp.com all right very fragile egos egos we need your praise (laughs) yeah yeah we we don't 
I don't no. think we do. No. I don't. Well, I, I don't, you. at least. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would not. I, I, I would describe my ego in a lot of ways. Fragile is <laughs> big, huge, big. massive, gigantic, overwhelming. <laughs> Those are all great, great, great adjectives, Robbie. Yeah. Abrasive. Yes. That's a really good one, yeah. It's a, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, coming up today on Checkpoint AFK, how are you staving off boredom in this COVID-19 world? Have you gotten bored of all four wars? Of four, 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 four wars. Have you gotten bored of all four, four? Wow, why can't I say four <laughs> walls of your house? Are you uh, are you starting to get snippy with your pets? Uh, we want to hear all about it. Let us know in the chat room. We'll be back here on Checkpoint AFK. Regular beings who on their own are seemingly normal come together every Monday to combine into a trove of comic knowledge. Joining on the adventure of a lifetime as Robbie Landis and former editor of digital content at Marvel, Ben Morris team up to defeat the evils of bad comic book opinions. No need to be a seasoned superhero. This podcast is for all who find themselves excited by the sight of superhumans. Discover not who they are, but who they might be. It's the other identity. Download at CheckpointXP.com or from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, this is Nate from Checkpoint XP, and I'd like to invite you to our brand new show, All of Esports, with myself and Weird Beard. All of Esports is a rapid-fire show that runs down the most important conversations in all of esports. Like, will the coronavirus put an asterisk next to the 2020 esports season? Or is Pokemon actually competitive considering seven-year-olds are winning tournaments? Subscribe at our website, CheckpointXP.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Don't go AFK on us. Follow follow us online at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint AFK. Welcome back to Checkpoint AFK on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. It's Checkpoint XP's show that talks about everything kind of adjacent to gaming. You know, uh, all of these different topics where if it doesn't fit with the theme of all of esports or Checkpoint XP on campus or any of our other various shows, we talk about it here. So I thought it might be nice to kind of talk about the different ways that we're all coping with with boredom. I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, I've had to be that I've had to personally cope with during this whole uh, COVID-19 shutdown. Um, But before I kind of share what I've been doing, how have you guys been staving off boredom? What effects have you noticed from isolation on on you or the people around you? How are you guys coping? I think. Oh, go ahead. I'm. I'm struggling way more than I thought that I would. Really? I, I thought, yeah. I mean, as I mean, a lifelong gamer, someone who for the last uh, year, my day has basically been wake up, go to work, come home, lay on couch, avoid contact with anyone else, and then go to sleep. Like, I thought this was going to be easy. 
And I'm only now starting to realize how valuable to your mental health it is to get out of the house, even if it's to go to work. Like, mm-hmm. like now that I'm just at home all the time, I thought I would cruise through June, no problem. And I am not doing well. I, I, do, I, I do miss my morning drive now that I think about it. Ugh. Why? I like. No. I I always thought it was kind of relaxing. It was just my time to like listen, you know, to the radio and just kind of get there. I mean, my morning drive is probably easier than most people's in the world because like I didn't go through rush hour and I kind of went at my own pace and I got my coffee in the morning. I had my set schedule and I did it and it felt nice. I missed that. I kind of missed that. I, I'll say this: I do miss. I do miss being able to just stop at Starbucks. Like that, yeah. that's the one thing I miss probably more than anything. But yeah. I gave up caffeine last fall, and I know why you did that. Outside of <laughs> an occasional chai latte, I don't have caffeine anymore. But now that I'm in the house all the time, I don't even have that. So I'm now I'm fully off caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Now for me, one good thing for me as a as a true extrovert, I thought I would be really really struggling. Um, especially considering you guys know me when I'm in the office, I'm very like gregarious and floating around and talking to folks and stuff. Yeah. But like, I'm actually having a, I'm having a fucking blast, man. (laughs) I, well, I, I moved, uh, last weekend. So that, that'll play a, yeah, that'll play a role. Yeah. It it, it played a role. So my, my past week has been pretty busy with like unpacking and stuff like that. But in terms of just like chilling out and, you know, playing games and watching stuff on Netflix, like I have a backlog of a ton of stuff to watch on Netflix. So I'm cool on that. And there's a couple games coming out that as soon as they hit, I'm going to put massive amounts of hours into that Been playing a lot more Overwatch. And I, I don't know. I'm not neither myself nor my girlfriend. I think are, are we at the point where we're like bored and mm-hmm. i'm also reading i'm also reading more like I, if you can't like this is like probably one like one sixteenth of the books i have so i got a ton of more books that i'll be reading so i i don't know i'm, I'm not to that point yet no see, see it's not the boredom that i'm worried about i think the fact that, that you did have something to do this weekend because obviously moving isn't fun so you know i, I don't want to conflate the idea with well you had something to do blah 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 but i think even just the fact of getting out of your room or out of your you know your home even just for a few minutes you know Ch- chad kind of mentioned that you know he looks at his commute to work is like some alone sort of time and even if you don't like the commute it's still time away from people it's time getting out of your normal situation you know uh rick has been in self-quarantine uh for the past i think almost like 10 or or, or 12 days like he doesn't leave period and when you with an eight-year-old exactly but when you get to that point where time's just sort of blurring together for you you know, uh, me and Katie, we both consider ourselves introverts for sure. And I've been having a fine time with it as well. You know, I don't really have to worry about going out someplace. And as much as she hates people and dealing with people at work, you know, I would have thought that that working from home is also something that she would have latched onto a lot better. But she still gets the same emails that she yells and swears and hollers about five feet from my head. And so now you're, you're at home and still dealing with the same stress from work and there's no way to escape it or get away from it so even things like you know going out you know we have like these giant man-made sort of lakes and ponds behind our place that people have been walking around and just doing something as simple as that can honestly go a long way to breaking up some of the monotony you know stuff like having a, a 
a schedule or some sort of routine, I think is, is going to be key here. Not just to not stay, you know, to, to not be bored, but to stay sane. See, now here's, no, you, here's one of the... absolutely right, though, because we, we've been taking walks, too, at the park near our mm-hmm. place, and it, it does help a lot. So uh, here's one of the things that I think is, you know, different between me and, and all of you guys is that all of you guys have a significant other that you're cohabitating with. I have my cat. Like, I thought I was under the impression I was going to get way more lonely than I have been. And I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm, I am like, like, I'm, I'm totally unfazed by the the last two weeks. Yeah. Like, like I thought at some point it would start to eat at me. Like, I need somebody to talk to. But like, I, I, I don't know. Like. I don't. I, I really. I. I. I kind of don't. Like I'm not. I'm not feeling the itch to be social. I'm not feeling the drive to be social. And and I. I mean. I think that that's good. I don't know how long it'll continue staying like that. But do you think that there's a difference between being truly alone and kind of coping with that and having to cope with all of this stuff while cohabitating with someone? Well, I think they each have their own unique stresses, yeah. right? Like, because you're absolutely right. While you are alone and you have to like deal with some loneliness, you also don't have to deal with maybe the annoying habits of someone else. Correct. Like, there's like, yeah. everything that's going on in your place is fully in your control. Uh, but when you have to cohabitate, you get the benefit of having someone to talk to or hang out with, and also the goods and the bads. And you don't any longer have that eight-hour period during the day where you're at work and separate from each other. So. I think there's definitely pros and cons. I'll tell you what, the other day, it was like almost 60 degrees here. And I just decided to take like a half hour to get in the car and drive around in the the subdivision, listening to the radio with the windows down. That was like the healthiest 30 minutes of my week. See, and and, and that's the thing is that, you know, like I was in uh, a 10-year long relationship. We had uh, lived together for about four of those 10 years. And, you know, like... As I think back on it, for as much as I cared for that woman, I would not want to be in this situation with her. Like, even at, like, <laughs> when things were good, like, even when our relationship with, was when good, good, it was bad. Like, I, I feel like I would have, I would have been much more challenged having to put up with her idiosyncrasies and her, you know, projecting fear and whatever she would be doing at the moment. Um, well, being hold up with the right person is incredibly important. I I, right? I think that there's probably some wisdom to that. I think there's a mixture of two. There's two things to do. Like one, obviously being with the right person, but the second one is finding a way. And I know sometimes it's a struggle. I mean, I'm only in a you know two bedroom apartment, but luckily. The, I didn't even see Keith for all day Saturday. We were in the same house, you know. Yeah, no, I stayed in here, and that's that's healthy. And he stayed in the computer, or the living room. So I would it say was that nice. that's uh, yeah. I would say that that's healthy. See the thing, no, legit. The, the thing that I'm thinking about is like how she would react when I would want time on my own, and how it would be like a big fight every time I would want to do something and not include her or just try to do it on my own. It was this big weird like codependent thing. So, yeah. like, that's that's the part. It's not spending time with her or the intense close quarters that would have bothered me. It's that suddenly my behavior would have been under a microscope 
and then I'm trying to think around her and and what she's thinking, and it just becomes a whole fucking thing. Yeah, no, we're we're totally not like that. So with this move, we gained a, a extra bedroom, and that bedroom is being used sort of as the office. And like, my girl goes into her office, and she's working like she's like nine to five, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not those exact hours, but like she's that's, in there. That's Katie too. When she sits down at the computer, yeah. nothing else exists until she decides until she's, she's done. Quote unquote done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's her mode. I don't, I don't fuck with that mode. I don't go in there talking about, oh, let's do no, like, yeah, see, that's come me. out when she when she needs to. Yeah. And I'm sort of the same way when I get focused on something, kind of like leave me alone. Me too. Um, yeah. But you know, I think again that goes to being with the right person. But uh, Flynn in the chat says something that is really important that I think we all need to sort of take into consideration is that it's very different from being inside when you want to be inside and then being forced to stay inside because some crazy shit is happening outside well to, to what kelly just said right she's like look yeah. i just needed to get out for a half an hour you know any other day when you're not in a situation like that you know you want to go see a movie tonight you want to go out to dinner tonight you can't do none of that right well we had a pretty busy day uh yesterday and it was like maybe three thirty in the afternoon and i'm just like you know what I'm going to take 10 minutes and walk around my backyard and just figure out like what needs to be done to the backyard to get it ready for the year. And it's like, that's a, oh it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to do it. But that 10 minutes outside, just thinking about something else that doesn't involve a computer screen in any way. Such an Cal- 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 in the backyard looking like that Pablo Escobar meme. <laughs> He's just standing there staring at the fence. <laughs> no, no, you know what? You're out there living your best king of the hill life. Yeah. Just standing you- there in a, in a dried up pool. Like, uh, well, I'll say the, that uh, Nicole Basio, which you've seen and heard on here um, on AFK, she just texted saying, this makes me miss you guys loving the relationship talk. She just messaged me on, on uh, team. So. Oh, we oh, shout out to Nicole. We miss Nicole. We miss, Absolutely. I miss everyone at the office. I do too. I have her on an episode. And she's just be on don't, I don't really miss Weird Beard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and political discussions and don't yeah. don't get me wrong like i i don't i don't want to I, I don't want it to sound like i don't miss anybody but it's not to the point of like like freaking out it's not to right. the point of like like I, I feel like i need to do something right now like you know what i mean like no, it's 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 just oh like it would be nice it would be nice the to only, see people today people really, yeah the only people i really miss obviously are like my mom and my siblings yeah like even even my friends like our lives are so busy that even catching up with them is just difficult anyway so this is kind of not really that bizarre to not see my friends for two three weeks but like not seeing my brother for two three weeks or not seeing my mom for two three weeks is fucking weird dude like, it's, it's that that's saying you know go away so i can miss you there's gonna be a lot of people at the end of this where i'm finally ready to see you again like, yeah that's true yeah. 
How many how many Corona babies do you think there's going to be? I was literally more than a few. December, January, that's the next generation. That's the next generation. Next baby Corona babies. Well, it's got to be. They're all going to be older siblings. No one with kids is having another one right now. That's true. That's fair. fair. This is this is this is how millennials end up having kids. Because they shit else to be. No, I don't think so. Millennials right now are busy being mistaken for Gen Z. They're pissed. They're not having kids right now. Absolutely not. That's but that's the way to distinguish yourself from Gen Z. Gen Z isn't isn't responsibly replicating at the moment. They're no. they're just being but, but irresponsible. Listen, but there's something to that. There's a there's a reason why that conflation always happens. Is because millennials don't have kids. And this is something that mm. I was realizing that I was learning from from my girlfriend when she was working at an office is that they would mistake her for like 21 all the time. She's like 28. Like completely different phase of life. It's because millennials don't have kids, bro. Yeah. If millennials had kids, every other generation would view them as adults, quote unquote, because like that's the next phase. But since we don't, everybody thinks we're Gen Z and down at spring break like it's 99 and we're trying to watch Carson Daly. Nobody does that shit anymore. Like, no, nobody does that. Nobody our age does that. I like, uh, Master, Master Capelli yeah. in the chat. Year, 20, yeah. year 2033, the rise of the quarantines. I that's was right. about to re- read that. That's so funny. That so is, true. That's that's pretty clever. That's pretty. I'm good. curious to see how if if there really is like I guess in some form a baby boom. You know, like maybe not to the point where it was in the 50s, but like maybe at least for at least a year, it might be. Maybe to see. I'd be really Absolutely. interested to see that. Absolutely, I think there was going to be a ton of kids born around Christmas time. Yeah. This year. Yeah. A lot. That would make so, sense. I mean, it w- it would be interesting, but like, could you imagine that? Like, just imagine that if somebody's like, "Oh man, uh, mom, how was I born? How'd you meet dad?" Well, we were locked in the house for three months and <laughs> yeah. had nothing to do but to bust it down. So I wasn't I mean, allowed to go shopping for condoms, so. <laughs> And I was too cheap to, to get it delivered. Yeah, so. what was I going to do? Not have sex? No. Exactly. Get an Amazon drone to fly it to your house. It yeah. costs it costs four dollars to do that. By the way, do it. okay. Do all, right, all right, all right, all right. I'm probably I'm probably gonna get in trouble for this because I'm sure she can hear me out there telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like grocery delivery services will also bring you guys condoms. Are are, is, are you guys like embarrassed to just order damn condoms from Instacart? <laughs> Because nah. Katie's like, no, we have to go get them ourselves. And I'm like, why? Because I don't want them to know. Know what? You have sex? <laughs> so the one time that I did, some little old lady brought them. And she's like, she knows now. She knows. And I'm like, you're never going to meet her again in your entire life. I mean, you say that, but she's going to meet her like on the bus or at some point. So like, oh, that was awkward. You, you should have next to her on a flight. Oh yeah, okay. So you should have given it. You should have oh, yeah, given. I brought condoms to your house that one time. I'd be like, yeah, lady, I was trying to get it in. What are you saying? You should have given her a knowing wink as you took the bags <laughs> yes. from her. But that's the thing. I was in with a bunch of other groceries, so just fucking groceries. Yeah, nah, I'd have took the I'd have took the paper bag and turned around like you know. <laughs> Wink. Take just the right. one. Be like, leave the rest of the door. I ain't got time for this shit. It ends up being like, <laughs> it ends up. She ends up being like the bellhop in The Simpsons, where he's like, <laughs> like <laughs> making all these fucking noises. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that was my favorite oh, part of about hormones. I don't have to worry about that shit anymore. This is great. There you go. See, yeah. yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's great. I don't have to worry about getting a vasectomy. None of that garbage. Yeah. Nice. There you. There it is. 
I mean, I've kind of had to worry upside. about that. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's a good chance. <laughs> Something went horrifically wrong if it happens to you. <laughs> oh God! I could only imagine, like, uh, if like, which one of you would be the pregnant one? Did you just ask him who's the top? <laughs> no. that, that's essentially what you asked. You do realize that, right? You just asked who's pitching and who's you receiving. You literally just asked. Uh, this is. I. I I'm will. Sorry. I will answer that. Off camera. <laughs> I was. Who wears the gimp suit? Omega Well tells that. I'll, I'll, ad- I'll admit this. I was 99% sure that Chad was uh, receiving until I met Kiefer, and now I have no idea. So. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, gaydar is good, but it is it is it is oh, on that one. So, I've been confusing so people so since since birth. So let me I am that. so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Now, I've had long discussion back when, you know, my early radio career, I used to do promo and I was quizzed and drilled, like, drilled's a bad word, uh, <laughs> but quizzed no, by right my, word. it's the right word, by, by my coworkers, like asking all the questions because they didn't know very many gay people. So like I was asked every personal question under the sun about it. So I am, <laughs> I am basically immune to it. I just, I don't feel like it's probably a good idea to put it on AFK. No, not, <laughs> Not to put on the air. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. I pride myself <laughs> on being tactful. And here I, am I, I understand where you're coming questions. from, though. I understand where yeah. you're coming from. <laughs> uh, Nicole said she just spit on her computer after that comment, Norris. <laughs> I think you all you own Nicole a new computer, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- those yeah. are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I, I just follow it. No, anyway, but wait, I guess we gotta talk about gambling. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I was, oh, I was, do we notice? I mean, I was just gonna share like uh, most of what I've been doing has been playing games that I've already beaten and watching YouTube videos that I've already seen. Can I, I say I think a lot of people are doing that. I, I think the first week, the first two weeks of quarantine has definitely been revisiting the greatest hits. Yeah. As opposed to like checking out anything new. See, like I'm well, waiting. I'm I'll, waiting. I'll, I'll, I'll say this: I haven't touched my Switch at all. Really? Really? At all? I you know who? You, you know whose fault that is? Haiti for not giving you Fire Emblem. Now would Probably. be the perfect time to play it. Yeah, Probably. get her back. Is she working? Still, get her in here. She still needs to, to speak to Norris about that. Uh, yeah, she, she she is out working. Uh, um, I've actually been getting more done than I think I ever have before. I've been playing through Animal Crossing. I've beat one and a half Metro games. I've watched a bunch of TV shows. I've made my way through two or three different comic books. Like I'm really getting work done. Very nice. What did you think of? Well, proud uh, of you, Robbie. You said one and a half Metro, so that means that you yeah. finished Metro 2033. Yes, I did. What'd you think? Um, for, for being a game from 2010, there's actually not a lot about it that I didn't like. What did you play um, it on? Did you play it on... Because I know you already own it on PC, but did you play it on I, Switch? I, I, no, I played it on PC. Oh, okay. yeah, because Because then I'd have my Animal Crossing in front of me, so during Got loading it. screens, I'd play, you know, some of Animal Crossing. So, like, I was, like, super multitasking here, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. it. It's not actually... A lot of people are like, oh, it's basically Fallout in Russia. As far as game mechanics go, it's not. Like, it's post-apocalyptic, so I guess that makes it Fallout, but uh, I'm really enjoying it otherwise. Yeah, wait a minute. Fallout in Russia is Stalker. Yeah, I yeah. Would, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, it's it's Fallout without the vats, really. It's like yeah. a much more 
you know, pure FPS version of, of yeah, yeah of Fallout. Yeah, which the, I mean, the, the post-apocalyptic is the only thing that makes it Fallout. There's no yeah. skill tree. There's no inventory. There's no, nothing but, like that. But that that thing that he wears on his wrist, that like you know, with the the compass and everything, like that's basically like a lo-fi version of a Pip Boy. All it it does one thing in the first one, and that's let you know how much until your filter has to be replaced. And then in the second one, it lets you know if you're stealthed or not. It's a watch. Awesome. Mate. <laughs> it's not a pit boy. It's a watch. <laughs> no, it's it's basically a lo-fi pit boy. It was their it was their version of like of like trying to pay homage to a, a pit boy. Pretty sure that the developers have even said that. Well, it was a bad homage. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, but yeah, no, like I've I seem to be going back and watching things that I've already seen a lot. Like, I've been watching movies that I've already seen. Like, I, I watched The Birdcage last week and forgot that movie. Forgot how great of a movie that is. I God, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane are the best. Great uh, duo. Yes! So good. Um, what else did I watch? I watched uh, a couple of, of Hitchcock movies. Um, Which ones? Uh, Rear Window and Rope. Oh. I've not seen either of those. Okay, oh, they're both good. Rising Rear Window. Oh, no, we- dude, Rear Window is perfect for right now. Like, watch Rear Window. Uh, like, not the Johnny that. Depp version. No, not that's the Johnny Secret Window. Wait, I was about to say that's a different movie. Well, wait a minute. They tr- didn't. Is that like remake Rear Window though? Didn't they? They I, someone remade Rear Window, but they it went by another name. Yeah, and Johnny Depp was in it. No, no, it was um, <laughs> who's the Terminator guy? The uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia, I'm oh. pretty sure Shia LaBeouf was in it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just describe Shia LaBeouf as the Terminator guy? Yeah, I'm sorry. I did. I meant Transformers. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was gonna, I Apparently, was John Connor. That doesn't sound there's right. A, a rear window in 1998 <laughs> with uh, Christopher Reeve. Okay. Oh, well, there was a there was a that mm-hmm. 70s show parody episode of it. Didn't that was pretty good, decent. Didn't get good ratings though. So mm-hmm. that makes me feel bad. Uh, I think it was Disturbia was the the movie oh, that was yeah. influenced by <laughs> Rear Window. Well, when I looked it up now, like a few doubt, it says Disturbia did not steal Rear Window plot judge rules. So uh, apparently, they didn't outright oh, well, use that. Uh, uh, well, it was enough to to make it a court case. Court? So yeah. yeah, that's that's close enough for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Rope is another really good one, which has a lot of similarities to, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace, um, which is like a black comedy version of, of almost the same I story. I love Arsenic and Old Lace. I, I was in a production of Arsenic and Old Lace when I was... Really? Yeah, when I was like 13. Did you watch the, uh, Cary Grant yes, version? Yes, I that, did. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. That's a good one. It is a good one. It's a very good one. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like it's it's weird. Uh, I've watched way more old stuff than I have new stuff. Most of the, the new things I've been watching have been wrestling and how hilariously awful it's been. You know Yo, what? Did you see the Jericho like promoing with a drone? I absolutely. I watched that live. That was hilarious. Did you see Jericho trying to take the heat for COVID nineteen? And saying he doesn't want to wrestle in front of people anyway. Yeah, he, oh it was God. he was making the call not to let people into the into the arena. That was pretty funny. And it then Pete Chris Jericho. Well, the, here's the best part about him cutting the promo on the drone is that the next day he cut a promo on his Roomba 
and posted it to Twitter. That was hysterical. I love it. <laughs> what, he was riding the Roomba? Like, what? <laughs> well, I don't understand. What do you mean? How do you, he did it on his Roomba. No, no, no. He, he. So when you cut a promo on someone, you're you're usually like yelling at him or oh, you're okay, yeah you're talking right. shit right so he so he did the same thing to the drone or to the Roomba that he did to the drone okay makes sense I got what you did <laughs> okay just making sure anyway coming up on Checkpoint AFK Vegas has officially allowed esports betting what does that mean for the esports world if anything we're going to talk about that next here on Checkpoint AFK Owl's Nest is a new talk show and podcast all about Overwatch. Join me, Robbie Landis, alongside Overwatch League caster Jake Lyon as we have discussions on strategy, gameplay, and community weekly with various guests from the pro scene and beyond. Want to join the squad? Tune in for new episodes every Friday as your primer for the Overwatch League weekend matches. Stay on the payload and find new episodes every Friday at CheckpointXP.com or download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Norris Howard from Checkpoint XP on Campus, your number one resource for college esports and the world beyond. Whether it's finding out who Maryville stomps out next in League of Legends or who's the top school in college Call of Duty, we have the rundown for you. Also, come say hey during the Twitch broadcast too. That's every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Get the Checkpoint XP on Campus podcast at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't go AFK on us. Follow follow us online at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint AFK. Welcome back to Checkpoint AFK on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Again, I want to remind everyone the shutdown showdown uh, information available over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Stay home, play Apex, and uh, help fight COVID-19. Uh, again, details over at our website, CheckpointXP.com. So Vegas, uh, now that they have no sports to uh, have to deal with, has finally decided that they will start allowing esports bettings uh, at their casinos. Never yeah. mind that I don't... I, what is the status of Las Vegas? Like, have they gone on to, like, active lockdown yet? Or are they still letting people in I'm not sure, the casinos? But, but- the only thing I've seen from our Vegas stations that was actually like interesting to me, which was kind of funny about uh, the lockdown, is they've been doing um, virtual strip joints. Um, it was a literally thing. I, I saw the, I read the article. I was uh, thoroughly amused. But hey, you know what? To each their own. I thought that was clever. Um, so, but I don't know. I have no idea how they're handling things right now. Virtual- I mean, last I heard, the casinos were all the closed. Were yeah, yeah, yeah. I just looked it up. They they shut everything down. Okay, yeah, really. all right. But uh, they have decided to allow esports betting. Um, I'm not exactly sure what type, like like yeah. how this is taking form 
at the Here, moment. I, I got you. Okay. Uh, so basically, the Nevada Gaming Com- Commission has approved esports betting for the ESL Pro League. So basically, the CSGO, uh, their main competitive league, you can now take bets in the sports books. Um, but you can't is- go to the sports books. Right. So, I mean, for, for what that means, I'm sure there are books that are open somewhere in Vegas, probably not in any of the major casinos. It'll probably have to be like an off-site kind of, you know, sports book. And I, I believe in Vegas now they have the app, too, where you can do yeah. some sports gambling on an app. Which oh, okay. Is- Terrifying in concept to me. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it is. It's it's horrifying. And I believe right now you can only, you can bet on um, the over under per match, yeah. um, the winner of the match, and the winner overall of the entire season of the those season. Are, yep, yep. Those are the three things you can bet on right now. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, we got a uh, Kuki in the chat saying Vegas resident here. Casinos were shut down for 30 days starting March 16th. You can also sports bet on the app. MGM bet is brand new and they have been uh, pushing that. So, yes, we have the online betting available now, which is a horrific concept to me. <laughs> and uh, it, here's my thing, right? This clearly got pushed through the Nevada Gaming Commission super quick because there are no traditional sports and there's a lot of money being lost. You will never convince me that if COVID-19 didn't happen, this is legal today. No way. Um, No, it might have been. It might have been, but it might have been longer process. I think right now, but I think it would have been yeah, definitely longer process. I definitely think it would be part of his state. Well, I guess like it it definitely would have happened. It just they would have dragged their feet, no doubt. Right, there's well, too much money would, to be made for it to never happen. Correct. But it's going to be a year from now correct. or two well, years from now. Well, not only would they would have dragged their feet on it, it would have been you know the same lip service of, oh, we don't know where there's demand. We yeah. don't have the experts. Yeah, because that's a big thing for me. Like, I don't know a lot about sports betting or anything like that, but I know that your book has to be made by people who know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. your book still has to be made by people who know the sport. Right. And so I'm I'm not sure. It, with the stuff you could bet on lets me know that it's very basic, simple stuff. So the book is not necessarily made by people who are CSGO experts. Because, I mean, you know, a kills over under uh, a winner and a season winner, that's pretty that's well, basic stuff. The most difficult thing that they have to be able to do is place odds on yep. uh, who's going to win. You have to set, you know... Uh, is sure you might be able to vet, bet on Team Liquid over Evil Geniuses, but are you betting at plus one forty? Are you betting at minus one twenty? Like you, you have to have someone who can understand how good the teams are well enough to be able to like lay those proper odds. Right. I'm assuming they've either invested heavily in someone who can do that, which I mean, it's Vegas. I would assume that is the route that they're going. They're pay, they can pay experts to make odds properly, or they're probably borrowing them offline right now because there's already esports betting apps of varying degrees of legality uh, uh, online. Let, let me ask you, let me ask you, Kelly. How much do you envy the person that has to come up with the odds for the current LCS? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> no, uh, for any esport, I think if there's especially this if, year, yeah, yeah. If there's anything that we've learned over the last how many years of doing this show now, it's that trying to predict esports is a fool's errand. I, <laughs> like. Why would you ever like there are two truths in esports. Korea's probably really good and China's probably better than you are. Those are like the two truths that I would stick to most often. Mm-hmm. But it's how would you know? Like 
if you wanted to actually like it's not like in football right where more often than not you can get a reliable odds placed uh, based on how good two teams are it's so up in the air in esports because players become like fall in and out of meta so quickly they fall in and out of being really good so quickly trying to stay on top of that odds book has to be a nightmare i would never want that job so i i sort of feel like there's a couple of different calculuses that are going on here that you know sports books are looking for any kind of competition to be able to place odds on so that they can get bets but I think that the the other calculus that's going on here from the esports angle is okay. How does how does esports come in and uh, you know serve serve this community um, or do they? Uh, and, right. and 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 to me, like I don't uh, I don't know that this works uh, in just moving the needle for getting people. To place bets on matches, right? Because yeah, I, I don't think it. Well, because I just I don't I don't see nec- I don't see all but the most dedicated sports gamblers even taking a sniff at this. So yeah, that's, ta- a, that's a big thing. They, I think they would take a powder or just hold on to their money for a little bit until sports that they understood came back. I don't. But I I, I, I want to put it in this context though. Is that I think a place that you could see it be really effective is in the FGC, and if the FGC ever made it to the sports book, oh, I think, I think it could have massive impact. I think that that's way uh, so. So there's two things there. I think that yeah, that's way more translatable to a sports book uh, in sort of like a one to one fashion, and we already see that there's a culture around it. That, right. you know, like at the matches, people are doing, you know, they do a side bet. Yeah, exactly. And you don't Look. you don't see that in other esports areas. So, I, I, so hang, on, hang on, hang on. So the, the, either the calculus of bringing esports fans under the, the umbrella of esports betting and getting them to put their money where their mouth is. Or getting sports fans to invest in esports enough to be able to make bets that make sense for them. Um, I don't know that that's working on either end of that spectrum. Well, I, 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 hold on, hold on, because there's, there's just something I want to interject really quick. Uh, because look, I'm not whole big on the whole gambling thing either. I'm not real savvy myself, which is one of the reasons that obviously I stay away from it. But to the idea that that you don't know if sports people or even the most savvy betters would get into it, you know. This is also coming from the same world to where you can put bets on whether or not Idris Elba is going to be the next James Bond. So there are people that one way or another will bet on this because it's something else to bet on. And that's that's why that's why I caveated that by saying that you're only going to get like you're really only going after gambling addicts. Like that's that's yeah. someone who is gambling not based on their sports knowledge, but out of that's the fair. a need to gamble on something, but, but, anything. But, but not just that though. But not just that though. I think if you took sort of the energy behind sports betting, because part of why the sports entertainment apparatus is so big is because of sports betting. And so if you have esports and we already see that there's a lot of organizations putting money into esports, hoping to get it big enough to the point to where people will want to bet on it because that's a whole, you know, undercurrent, you know, uh, uh, under economy, if you will, 
when it comes to sports is that I think if you I'm not necessarily saying this is a great thing because I, I personally am not a gambler, but I think the whole of esports is very much so hoping that esports betting becomes a thing because from that then you will have people that want to get the information so that's they can fair. make the bets. So when when you have when you have an apparatus that's set up for it, this is very new. And I understand what you're saying, Nate, that only the hardcore will try it at first. And I agree with that. But the more you're able to talk about it and the more somebody's able to cut their radio on or cut their TV on or something and see like, oh, that damn team liquid is beating everybody. You know what? I may have an opportunity to bet against them and win some money like that is all you need in the moment that you have people do that on a fairly regular or semi-regular basis this whole thing just starts to prove the concept so i i I think there's an opportunity there and i think it will there's an opportunity for it to begin to permeate across the rest of the country because right now sports is so so dead that what else is there going to be to bet on and people are going to start asking questions and people still got a lot of money to spend L- let me ask you this nate if there are people who do bet on them not necessarily knowing what it's about they just think all right you know this looks interesting let me give it a try you know this cloud nine this season looks like a sure thing you think they watch the matches that they bet on oh absolutely yeah then that right there is is not for all but for some is then going to be a gateway into doing it more often mm-hmm. as they become more familiar with it no this i, I actually I, be more of a boon for esports than anything else no i agree that there is an opportunity here and i do think that the opportunity is in esports you know capital e favor. capital s esports is favor right i just because there are there are a lot of websites, there are a lot of entities out there that are trying to make esports betting a thing. And yeah. I'm not I'm not talking about does esports benefit from this. I think more eyeballs and more attention in any way, shape, or form on esports, positive thing. That's that's in the upcom. Net positive. Right. Can I say but, that but this is I think the fundamental question that we're asking is whether or not an entire industry gets born out of this opportunity. That I don't know. I think this is this is Nothing. It may be short term because of you know the whole thing with the whole sports things not being able to be played. But I think this is Vegas's uh, very very long term ten year plan to future proof themselves. They already see the decline of millennials and you know probably Gen Zers when they're old enough to start betting, uh, like not doing not going to casinos as often and this is a nice little potential future proofing that they're doing that's this is what, how i see it at least i mean listen the the, the sports book could be it, it, the esports book can start to get really weird and i mean on a bunch of stuff i mean people are going to be like oh man you know uh what's the over under on eleni d throwing her cat against a wall in her oh, next stream like please i hope that's low please <laughs> Yeah, but like I'm just saying, that's how that's how granular and weird that this stuff can get. And I think like when you talk about uh, a esports book, I think it's easier for Vegas to begin to flesh this out right now than it is going to be for them to try to do it in the middle of an NBA or an NFL season because that's where the attention is going to be. Yeah. But if you do it now when there's you know no sports going on, what esports is about to pretty much <clears throat> I don't want to say dominate, but 
you know, push forward a lot it's of It's going to fill the gap. It's going to fill a little bit of a gap. You're going to have people who want to bet. There's always looking people looking for a come up. And these are not necessarily um, gambling addicts or, you know, gamblers, you know, by trade. These are people who are just looking for a come up. And they're going to be people who also know esports. So we know that a lot of esports demographics in terms of viewership skews a little bit older than the people who actually are playing the games mostly. So knowing that if they're older, they got a little bit more disposable income. Who's to say, oh man, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't spend 50 bucks on dinner. This, you know, going out to dinner because I've been on lockdown. Let me open the app and make a bet on the next, you know, TSM and 100 Thieves match in the LCS and see if I can make a couple extra bones. That's how it starts. It's not going to be the big, huge bets. It's going to be a bunch of people making really, really little, small 50, 60, 70 dollars. I mean, you, yeah. might, you you might be right, but again, one of the big features of a sports book is is usually, you know, unless it's facilitated by an app, having to be within physical proximity to that sports book in order to make that bet. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the other things that we've seen is that millennials and Gen Z are just not found at casinos. They don't. Yeah, this fu- would be a bigger thing yeah. if millennials and gen z were already going to casinos but we're not i'm in the rarity of people who like to go to casinos who are my age uh this does like esports betting does have the potential to be a major source of betting in the younger demographic but not until they can do it from their phones and really truly i don't want us to be able to gamble from our phones (laughs) yeah no i don't i I know it's going to but i don't want it to yeah, but I mean, like, but, but, you know, look at the, the glut of, uh, you know, uh, gambling addicts when video poker became a thing. Like, we saw a big spike in, in people who got really super into things like video poker. And I think that there is a fundamental um, uh, sort of like... Um, desire uh, that doesn't exist in our generation and, and younger folks to want to, you know, to be separated from our cash that easy, to want to go into a casino. And most of our, you know, the what you could term gambling uh, that happens in our generation happens inside of a video game. and And so, you know, could could we see a point where you know betting could come into the code of a game and instead of doing it from your phone you're doing it from the main menu of whatever game you're playing more so than just loot boxes that's see now that's to me that's truly transformative for gambling for you know people in in our age bracket absolutely you absolutely could and here's the thing that I, I, I sort of disagree with you on is that yes, you're absolutely right that millennials and Gen Z to a to a large degree where they're spending this this type of money is in the video games, buying loot boxes, buying skins, stuff like that. But at the same time, 
You have people who are taking real money and turning it into digital money to then go to a digital casino in a game like GTA, as Mace Ma in the chat just put in, yeah. to spend there to win digital goods. Mm -hmm. And so the sort of feedback loop of gambling already exists in this generation. Is that already. is that gambling so, or is that paying to hang on? Absolutely, is, is or is it paying to access content? Is gambling. <laughs> Because you're not guaranteed that, that you're not the guaranteed result. it. I, I mean, there's a little bit mixed, but I just had a random yeah. thought with Twitch. Do you think? I know that this is kind of a separate entity altogether, but do you think that there will be a point where, say, I'm watching two big streamers and uh, they're playing Fortnite or whatever, and I can vote via Twitch or uh, not vote gamble via Twitch who would win the match or whatever like that? That's the next step beyond this. See, that's yeah, I see that. that. I'm wondering about. I see that being a lot more compelling and and effective than that's my question than needing it to be facilitated by a sports book right but right that's a plugin who's to say mgm wouldn't have somebody create the software to create that plugin oh i mean twitch if anyone could do it twitch could do it yeah i mean i'm pretty sure pretty sure amazon has those programmers in-house that can figure that out yeah programmers in-house but what i'm saying is is that there's a way for the casinos to be able to help facilitate and integrate yeah. all this stuff into what people are already using, whether it be Twitch or the video games or Mixer or, or whatever. But is there like, is but is there a way for casinos to do that without you having to go to that casino? Absolutely. MGM already has an app. I would well, even if it's just the app, but if you kind so, of make it so that at least there's a live event behind some of these things, then you you. I know it's still an, an, somewhat of an enticement, but you can m kind of make it to where it's like, oh, come see it live, and you have better chances compared to online. Maybe like maybe it's like kind of like the esports arena where you go in and then they're live, and you can place higher bets, but there's a cap on online bets. I'm just it making probably, shit up, but at this point, I don't know. But it probably will be something. And, and the, the, the thing that I think, you know, Nate, and, and to your point, I, I completely understand what you're saying, is, is the, the delivery method that millennials will have the biggest, biggest issue with. They're not going to get up and physically go to a casino to right. place a sport, uh, esports bet. But I think my larger point is that esports betting, if it is allowed in mass across the board there will be full integration stuff i mean if you look at europe when it comes to uh soccer they already have like uh 365 bet and dafa bet and a bunch of other websites that you can bet on anything and it's just part of the culture and so if that is allowed in mass there's gonna be integration fitness there's gonna be some games that come out yeah but a but, specific idea to be bet on. but that's the thing is that that's not allowed right like we have local gaming laws and and gambling laws that are remarkably strict like for example i don't know that i could download the mgm app right now and place a bet on on esl matches uh, something right. maybe i could i don't know it could be geo lot yeah probably. It, 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 and and the thing is is you know do, do i need to be in nevada do i need to be in vegas like how does all those things work and until the point where i can be anywhere in the world 
and you know see oh those are the matches that are coming up uh, those are the you know that's the over under mm-hmm. okay boom and I hit it from my phone I just don't know that that's going to be effective on a broad enough scale to make this make sense for forming a cottage industry I mean, that's just a, I feel you but that's just a VPN as people in the chat as people in the chat that's just a VPN hey even though I'm in Michigan I put my VPN to put me in Vegas alright then you're breaking the law to to be able to do that like you're spoofing your IP to show that you're in Nevada like that's you, I don't know. I imagine now, now the happening. On, now the onus is on you. Now you know, like now, now the if if anyone's going to get in trouble, it's you. Yeah, but you think yeah. people wouldn't do that? Because of course they would. Uh, Absolutely, they would. I don't know. I I'm not downloading. I'm I'm not downloading a VPN to place bets on on esports. Uh, I mean, I'm not uh, either. But I mean, there's probably strict. There, there'd probably be strict rules behind it where you you'd have to like maybe. Show an IP address or something like that. Or I don't you have know. to go physically to the fucking resort to pick up your your winnings. Or if they're like, I, I mean, I joked in our chat earlier that maybe, maybe not joked, I was kind of serious, that like GameStop could be like a spot where you could sign up or at least register or something like that. They might have to do something like that where there's designated I mean, places you go to where you can make these bets in person. Ch- where it's widely spread Walmart or something like you know kind of how they're doing the esports arena right so Chile in the chat saying I'm not a gambling addict though Nate but that's my point though you have to get people like me who are not a gambling addict to get have interest in your service to make this successful enough no to, you don't yeah you do there's enough no you don't there's you have to gambling. you have to get enough average people under I don't know. Uh, under your service you can't just corner gambling addicts now your service is a uh, is a fucking pariah like no, that no, now now you're getting into into moral issues but i don't th- i don't think that you that it's sustainable to only target gambling addicts nor do i think that that would be the 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 uh, it would create a positive environment or a environment that encourages growth further down the line for esports. Well, who would you consider a gambling addict, though? Because there are people who will go to the casino on the weekends, socially have some cigarettes, play drink, the slot yeah. machines, drink, hang out. That's their social time. They hang out there at the casino, and that's what they do. Spending 20 would bucks max. Yeah. Would you consider those people gambling addicts? Probably Seriously. not. Okay, but if those are people spending money in casinos, doing the things that people in casinos... Yeah, they're going to go to the slots. They're right? going to go play cards. They're not going to spend... They're not going to place bets on two teams they know jack shit about. That's yeah. that, the psychology doesn't yeah. work for that. I yeah. just think like it, it brings back to I think this is a long term play where like once Overwatch is on the TV like uh, on like ABC seven or whatever channel you're watching it when it's on that yeah. channel every week then you'll get to the point where it gets like that though I agree. I got, I I got an example was- I got an example and Robbie was here when this happened we were in Boston doing an event with the uh, Boston Uprising yep. during yep. the uh, during the opening season. And we were out there. We did an event. We had a, a guy and his kid who came over, talked to us about the show. We had a really great 20, I would say 20, 30 minute conversation really with this kid about video games and with his dad who had knew a little bit about video games. He knew that his kids liked it. That's it. Knew that his kids liked it, but wasn't a gamer, right? His kid walked away for a hot second. He immediately 
pulled out his phone and looked at me and said, hey, a buddy of mine at work put me up on this app and this esports thing is getting really big. And he said that you could bet on esports matches, whether it be Dota 2 or whatever. He was like, who would you put your money on? And he pulled it up. And then this app, it had everything, all the Dota 2 matches, all the LCS matches that were going on. That guy, he's like, I'm, yo, I'm not a gambler. I don't go to the casinos, but this makes it easy for me. So you're already talking about a cohort of people who are not necessarily into these games. It aren't necessarily gamblers, but the technology can make it easy. Flat out. The technology can make it easy for them. So Yeah, but, but those are the people that as soon as sports come back, they're right back to sports. This, sports, sports was still going on when he did this. It was another interest. It's not like he yeah. was choosing this over sports. This was something new that intrigued him. No, I just it's not, it's not a and or. No, well, I just don't. I just don't see esports betting getting enough traditional esports fans and sports betting enthusiasts into that pool enough to make it viable. I don't know. Uh, with the whole NASCAR, the e-NASCAR thing that happened, and I know it's because there's no NASCAR happening right now, but with the whole e-NASCAR thing, it kind of changes my mind. I was, I'd be inclined to agree with you if it didn't quickly, as quickly escalate to immediately let's watch e-NASCAR on TV instead of NASCAR. Um, it makes me think that there's hope for like people that it's just going to be, they're, they're going to be intrigued by it. They're going I mean, to be like, yeah. this is new, or I need to get in this because it's hot right now. Exactly. I need to get in it because it's hot and new and the technology makes it easy for me and yeah. these people are not necessarily gambling addicts just people who like to place a bet every now and then on a, a team or whatever but there's gonna be the logic of if i could be the first person to get into it out of my crew or i could be the first person in my town or you know one of the first few people in the city that latch on to this i could be the guy making a ton of money i could be the guy that is the guy and that drive I think goes to anything it goes to anything not just gambling it goes to anything so I think while I see your point I think starting out they're not going to be looking for large numbers they're not going to no. be looking for in mass they're going to be looking for whales they're going to be looking for people with a lot of disposable income and if mobile gaming money. has taught us anything a exactly. few whales absolutely can in the beginning carry stuff that that's true that's true but i don't see the same motivating factors for somebody being a whale in a video game as i do for gambling I think that, that that's are, also fair. I think that those are two thousands in a game. You still have something to show for it. Yeah, even though it's a, even though it's a, a sports book, you got money. Even though it's a digital, it's, it's a digital item. I think that that for some reason, I think that that has more psychological pull than winning a, a pool of money. Whales, whales are never going to feel like they lost paying for stuff in a mobile game. Exactly. That's yeah. and and I think that that that's where we start to see generational differences between the way that our generation I I interacts with gambling and the way that older generations have flocked to casinos. And it's and it's really in that psychological difference where I think all of the differences made up. 
um, you know, I think that you know that's that's going to be the real challenge for these casinos and for places that are trying to make esports betting a thing. Is okay. How do I motivate people on that? How do I motivate young people on that level to participate in this? I need to hear from Callie because out of the, all of us, she's the only one that actually gambles and try to teach me craps. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to agree with Nate. I, I don't think that this is going to have a major impact yet. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the first step of having a major impact. It's just five years out still, probably 10 years out still. But I believe within five, 10 years, it will absolutely have the impact that they're looking for. Just not yet. And I don't mean to change the subject, but my local bagpiper has apparently decided that the neighborhood is in desperate need of some entertainment. Because he just started. Can you get video off. of it? Can you find video? Video of that later, I'll, please. I'll try to. He's usually three uh, three houses down, and they have a privacy fence now. But I'll see if I can get a video. <laughs> of it. So they funny. have a they have a privacy fence now because all of the rotten garbage that would be thrown at him <laughs> when he would practice. Correct. I've never, I've never seen a real bagpiper. I'm kind of excited. Like I've, I've seen it on videos, but like wow. not in person. Oh, I, I kind of want to just It movie. just looks no. so crazy. I've never seen it, dude. Have, I, have I, you never met a Scottish person? Like I, my family's Scottish, but like we're not. We're so mudded down that it's hard to like nail down any traditional anything in my family dude i lived in in college uh there was a bagpiper who lived in my dorm in, in not like in my room but like just in the building but he would go into the stairwells to practice as if that made it better somehow <laughs> no. it's the echoes and stuff i don't know uh, and, and it you was here in every apartment you, like you they- could you could hear it across campus like you could yeah. hear it clear on literally the other side of campus that's horrific <laughs> no this guy is this guy is like Everyone's already real short on patience. This guy is asking for it. It's so, not good. But, but Callie, I've got a question though to to that. Uh, is he any good? Yeah, actually, he's really oh, good. Okay, all right. No, yeah. There is nothing worse than than someone playing no, the bagpipes that has no idea what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I'm almost certain that he does perform at uh, Renaissance <laughs> Fair because, especially around that time of year, he he practices a lot. Okay, so uh, I'm sense. pretty sure he, he plays at Renaissance Fair. He's really, really good at least. But, okay, I mean, as good as you can be on the bagpipes. I was just gonna say. I mean, even good <laughs> bagpipes, the, the, you can only listen to him so long. That's what I'm yeah. It's not like he's in the back playing baseball. Tar or something like that. Something cool. Right. Like bagpipes, bro. He's playing the bass bagpipes. I, I, I well. I I, I hope I hope he's he's practicing with like the burning bagpipes, the ones that shoot flames yeah. out of them. That'd be awesome. But you don't practice that. with those, do you? You save that for the show. No, you have to. Well, listen, oh, you have to practice with those. You can't. Yeah. You wanna, unless you want to make the the evening news, you practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm say, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't start off just regular. Then you know what? My first time doing this, I'm going to do it in front of a crowd of people. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know if you want to get your name out there, you do. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. real quick. <laughs> this is my first time doing that. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. Hey, man, listen, you're going to be all over YouTube. Yeah. That's true. That's how you get famous. You're right. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Checkpoint AFK. I want to thank everyone who joined us live over at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. All 47 of you. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, make sure you check out our website, CheckpointXP.com. Subscribe to Checkpoint AFK and all of our podcasts. We have a variety of really great shows. Uh, Checkpoint XP on campus. Uh, all of eSports. The other identity. Uh, what am I missing here? Uh, yeah, well, uh, like shows? What are we talking about? Campus. I did on say campus. on campus. Other on campus identity. was my first one. The Owl's Nest. AOE, Owl's Nest. Owl's Nest. Owl's Nest. That was the, the other one. Uh, make sure you subscribe to all of them, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or uh, Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe and listen every week. Uh, be like our awesome uh, uh, Apple Podcast reviewer and listen to all of our podcasts. Go back through the huge backlog of like two years worth of content. There's tons of stuff to listen to. If you want to check it out, it's available all at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Thanks so much for joining us for Checkpoint AFK. CheckpointXP.com is where you can find out more info about the show, interviews, past episodes, and a whole bunch more. That's all over at CheckpointXP.com. Stay up to date on all the latest by following us on social media, CheckpointXP on Facebook and Twitter, and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple podcast feed and giving us a rate and review. Checkpoint XP is a production of Beasley Esports. For the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, Callie Sloan, Chad Callahan, my name's A. Bender. Keep listening. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Known for his incredible award show appearances, Chris Stapleton never disappoints. Our Nancy Brooks recounts the first time meeting him and ranks his four best award show performances. Text Chris to 45911 to see which performances made the list at BackstageCountry.com. Just text Chris to 45911 and find out why Chris Stapleton is a BackstageCountry.com favorite.